0: Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. Ooh. This is episode 210. Ooh. My name is Jake, and I'm joined today by...
1: Oh, Chris. sorry, I was distracted. I am like, I think <laughs> I kind of need to go, like,
2: uh,
1: sensuous, take a few minutes in the lavatory with, sensuous yeah. Sensuous voice. God. Uh, yeah, this is Chris.
3: This is Ames. And this is Caitlin. Mm-hmm.
0: This afternoon we'll be talking about two episodes <laughs> of Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
1: No, no, now you've kind of, you've lost the sensuousness, now you just sound like a uh, soft jazz DJ. Why
3: do you keep interrupting him?
0: Yeah, why do you fuck off, asshole?
1: Oh, I'll go masturbate then. Good,
3: the yeah, sensuousness is back.
0: I assu- I mean, I'm already masturbating.
3: <laughs> Balancing your chipbook.
0: You can't, um, <laughs> that's why I have the camera position so-
3: like this so what
2: episodes are we masturbating to this week
0: well actually i mean the episodes we'll be jerking off to today are
2: <laughs> favor the bold Ooh.
0: and sacrifice of angels which is also what i'd call my orgasms
3: oh god <laughs> every, no. time, every time a jake orgasms oh. an angel gets its wings oh my an angel gets sacrificed <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so although these two episodes have two different titles, it is really a two-parter, uh, as there's no I'd say real sneaky. separation between them.
2: I'd say sneaky, but also it's the, the culmination of kind of this six-parter.
0: Yeah. That's true. That's true. It is kind of, um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of finishing up what we started in the last several episodes.
2: Speaking of finishing up. Hey. <laughs> All
0: right, so where to begin?
2: <laughs> um,
3: that was good. Sorry. That was, I was just such a late reaction. I was slow burned on that one. Uh sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so to begin in Favor of the Bold, if you'll recall, we are half of our crew is on uh, starbase or on the Defiant, and some of them are still on Tarot Noor.
2: Mm, still love hearing that.
0: Oh my. So at any rate, our heroes, Federation heroes, are uh, you know they're they're engaging in their battle and and they fight a little battle with uh, the Jem'Hadar and they do a little sneaky thing with the Rotaran. and then they get called back. They're learning that they're being asked to retreat and everyone's a little dejected because it seems that that is sort of the uh, the tenor of this war so to speak, wherein you know fighting a battle, perhaps having a small victory, but then still. Withdrawing. So we are pulled back to the Starbase. Dax is a little pissed about this, so she goes to give uh, Captain Sisko a piece of her mind. And uh, he's having none of it because, uh, in fact, he's about to make a presentation to Starfleet Command to a let PowerPoint them know. A PowerPoint presentation? A PPT. That's yes. right.
2: He's <laughs> going to do PPC-X. a PPT
0: to uh, tell them about the, his great plan to take back Deep Space Nine. <gasps> mm, I think you mean
3: Terraknor.
0: No, I don't. <laughs>
3: Seats space so, mine or like.
0: So anyway, that's going to happen. Meanwhile, on the space station, Odo is teaching the female changeling all about being a female solid by giving her a solid piece of his penis.
2: Yeah, I didn't <laughs> didn't need to know any of this, dude.
3: Like. Uh, I know we'll get there, but why? I don't know. Why? It was sexual enough as it was. So, why? needless to say, um,
0: <laughs> Kira and Quark are trying to get his attention because Rom is in prison and has been sentenced to death.
3: Yay!
0: But when they it go arguably,
3: to... it's all Odo's fault.
0: Um, I mean,
2: arguably it emphatically is. But go on, they...
0: Yeah, please. Thank you. However, when they go to you know, try to confront Odo about it, there's guards, and they're like, "Listen, he's been in there for three days. Can't you smell it?" Oh, and um yes, <laughs> and yeah, def- definitely a bit of a stank in that hallway. So they can't see Odo. So uh, you know, Kira tries talking to various people about you know, getting Rom off the hook. She tries to get Zial to to deal with it. She tries to talk to Gul Dukat, and Gul Dukat's like, "Honey, I love you, but." I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I don't have that kind of power.
2: What is this Ducat? I'm Galdacat
0: from Brooklyn.
2: Oh, no. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so essentially it's not going all, all that well uh, for our intrepid heroes. Jeez, uh, I can't really remember all the details what There's happened so in this many. episode. But uh, needless to say, turns out, you know, Damar does another drunken tell Quark the plan maneuver. He didn't learn his lesson the last time. He lets Quark know that, uh, yeah, actually the minefield plan is working and uh, it's actually going to bring down the minefield even sooner than anyone expected. In fact, it's going to be down in a week. Isn't that nice? So uh, Quark shares this information with Kira and she's like, well, fuck, what do we do? We got to tell the Federation that this is happening. What can we do? Well, it just so happens that Morn is about to leave the station to go to his mother's birthday party. Happy and he's wrapping rap- a gift, so they sneakily write on the gift wrap, "Hey, minefield's coming down. You guys better show up and do something about that." And, and happy uh, birthday. And happy birthday to Moore's mom. And then you know, so next scene we see you know Admiral Ross and Cisco are reading the, reading the tea leaves, reading the reading reading the the, the message, and the Starfleet who had been skeptical of this whole thing from the beginning is like, "All right, well, I guess we better." shit shit now or get off the pot but they but shit course, everywhere they shit everywhere but unfortunately there is uh no you know they're not going to be able to get their full fighting force in uh there in time so it's going to be a, a reduced fleet gowron in true gowron fashion is being a piece of shit about it and doesn't <laughs> want to send any ships you know, Worf wharf and Martok go off to try and convince him
2: how many eyes how many eyes will he send
0: all of them all of their eyes Yeah, so uh, anyway, at this point, though, they kind of got to shit or get off the pot, so they decide, well, we'll just go in with our reduced fleet and uh, hope for the best. Nog, meanwhile, has been promoted to an ensign, so... That's
2: what this ship episode could have been named. Instead of favor the bold, hope for the best.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that that all happens.
2: Is this where part two picks up?
0: And yeah, so then we're about to engage the fleet, Uh, there's about to be a big battle, and dun-dun-dun, to be continued now. So in the we have our battle it goes okay there's it's a space battle not much else happening there Cisco does manage to break through the line in the defiant and we get to Terra ignore but yeah. uh, just in time to watch the minefield be completely exploded
2: damn it rom
0: yeah because uh yeah oh yeah I forgot to mention that Quark and Zial managed to spring Rom and Kira and Jake Sisko, who had all been arrested at this point from the holding cells, and then Kira and Rom went off to try and disable the ship's computer, which would have also disabled the ability for them to take down the minefield. They did manage to take down the computer, but not before they could destroy the minefield, so womp womp there's a big fight on the station and Hey, look at this. Odo shows up and takes down some Jem Hadar. He's
2: done masturbating.
0: Yeah. He finally ran out of 30 years of changeling spunk.
3: uh, Oh God. And
0: you know, got that, had that moment of clarity and was like, Oh shit, I fucked everything up. (laughs) So, uh, the tide of the battle turns. Uh, um, I've been
3: in here for three days. Takes a smell. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
0: yes. The defiant. Meanwhile, G- Cisco's like, shit, the, the, the minefield's down. We're going to get fucked any second now. Well, I guess we might as well fly into the wormhole and take a last stand inside Cisco the wormhole. a yeah, Cisco's
2: out of his fucking mind.
0: Yeah, no, and and shockingly nobody mutinied. I know. So they do that, but uh, of course, right as they're about to engage the massive fleet of Hadar, the prophets show up like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? What's going on? What are you What are you doing? In and my Cisco, own house. Cisco has a chat with the prophets and is like, "Listen, I know I'm important to you. I know Bejor is important to you. And if those things are important to you, well." Maybe you could help me out a little, you know, give me give me a little uh little
1: back rub here.
0: I'll I'll maybe explain you could,
2: baseball again. How about yeah, that? Maybe,
1: maybe you could quite literally deus ex Machina this shit. Yeah, and the and the I have and notes. The, and the uh
2: um, It'll be great.
0: <laughs> the prophets are like, Man, Cisco, for fuck's sake, whatever. Fine, if you're gonna twist our arm like this, we'll do something. So then they warp him back to the Defiant, and suddenly the entire fleet of Thousands of Jem'Hadar ships just vanishes.
3: Ooh. And
0: And um, they fly out of the wormhole, and Gul Dukat's like, where's the fleet? And they're like, well, I guess something went wrong. And, uh, and
2: the, the the station won't zap them anymore.
0: Yeah, and, and, the, and the station, the computers are down, and it's just not great. Oh, uh, they so still
2: have a fleet?
0: The, no, because their fleet's engaged in battle with the Federation, and it sounds like that the, that once the Klingon showed up oh by oh, the way the Klingon like showed, showed up I forgot the Klingons about that showed up and turned the tide of that battle
2: right right right
0: so yeah so Weyoun and the Changeling and everyone are like shit we better abandon uh station and Dukat's like I can't believe this I can't believe you've done this Cisco." as they're escaping Gul Dukat is like Zial quick come with me and she's like daddy I love you even though you're a piece of shit and he's like, I know, I know, it's okay, everything will be okay. She's like, Oh, by BT Dubs, I was the one that freed all the saboteurs from. I mean, the... It was
2: mostly Quark.
0: Yeah, but she was there. She baked a, a hasperat souffle. Mm, and he's like, souffle. and he's like, No, don't tell me this. I can't know that you're a traitor. And Demar's like, Did I hear this, traitor? <gasps> And uh, he shoots Zial and kills her. You son and, of a bitch, Damar. And uh, Ducat just can't take it anymore, so he has a mental breakdown right then and there. At the worst possible moment, all of the rest of the Cardassians and Dominion escape, but uh, Gul Dukat is now a prisoner on Deep Space Nine. Hot. And it is Deep Space Nine again. Because our friends show up, they take back the station, everyone's happy to see each other. Of course, uh, Garrick's not so happy about dead Zial... Um, i'm I'm happy
2: that they're done though
0: but what can you do and uh and yeah things are about to go back to normal war is over damn no no No, this part of it's not remotely over (laughs) no no. uh, they have
2: a they have a station again that includes a baseball and that was i mean honestly
0: considering that like they just they ended up having this whole fucking battle to begin with you know they could have just took a stand before the dominion took the station to prevent them from getting the station.
1: Well, and what I love is again fucking Borked Starfleet Priorities.
2: We have to oh. protect Earth. It's
1: Earth. Like Earth. Earth is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like like re- realistically, we are on the outer edge of the galaxy. We are in the fucking boondocks. Well, well, it's I
0: it's that whole thing, like, uh, Aztebar said, like, uh, you know, Oh, the Federation is, is so human centric. It is.
2: Like,
1: but what about earth? Well, even the fucking Vulcan was saying it. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, the
2: Federation, like I get, I get confused on just what the scale of the Federation is. Cause we, it is so human centric. It's so, Oh, we have to protect earth. We have to protect, protect what? San Francisco or, or wherever. Cause that's the most important thing, and it's like it's really not. Like someone has the. I think it's. I wrote it down, but I forget who it said. Who said it? Like someone says, like Earth is not the most important part. The wormhole is the most important thing.
1: Yeah. Cisco, I think, is what yeah. it says. Yeah, yeah, that Cisco sounds right. right. That's yeah, I mean, the, the key the, to the Alpha Quadrant. Like the Roman having,
0: Empire lasted another thousand years after Rome fell. So yeah, not that important. Like
1: Earth having the seat of government kind of makes sense because yeah. It's really hard to get to, because it's on the outer edge of the fucking galaxy. But thinking it's that important strategically is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Like, they try sort of to justify the paranoia later, where Weyoun is like, oh yeah, we'll probably just genocide Earth, because that's probably where they would like build a resistance from. But Starfleet doesn't know that. Well, and it's also,
0: that's not like the battle plan that's like okay once the well, battle later. is won once the war yeah. is over and we need to pacify the the populace this yeah. is what we'll do
2: yeah how yeah. much of earth is starfleet too probably very little of it probably just san francisco
1: um i mean the i was always kind of under the impression they did also oversee the protection of the solar system so i mean
2: Oh, a couple more rinky-dink planets. Oh, no. What about the Mars shipyards?
1: No, no, but that's what I mean, though, is they probably have a decent-sized presence of that. Well, who knows? But yeah, but, Earth yeah, does seem to be huge. pretty far from a lot of things. You know, as it is, like, if they'd said, we don't want to pull ships away from Vulcan, maybe that would have made more sense, because they did say there was a lot of fighting happening near the Vulcan border. Hmm. But, like, Earth strategically doesn't matter it just doesn't earth is your last fallback point when you know you're screwed not the first place we need to defend hm. like unless you're worried the borg are gonna show up again no one gives a shit
2: right cause the borg can just you know attack whoever they want first cause they're that powerful yeah
1: and they have a bit of a hard on for earth for some reason
2: because of picard
1: yeah
0: it's cause of those uh iconian gates i tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah we actually have like a real fancy one that we just haven't stumbled across yet, but they know somehow.
2: So we finished up this big six-part thing that the yep. writers did to themselves. Originally, it was going to be a four-part arc, hmm. and then they kind of said, "Oh, we need—we want to do a little more. Let's make it a five-part arc." So they did five okay. episodes. Then they did this episode, and they realized, you know, "Favor the Bold" is the episode where we're going to—we're going to take back the station. We're going to you know, have this big space battle. We're going to do the wormhole thing. We're going to do all this stuff with Zial. We're going to, you know, 85, 85 fucking things they had on their plate to squeeze into one episode. And they realize, oh, that let's, let's split this one into two. So the six part arc is more like four episodes and then a two parter.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, at the same time, I feel like a lot happened here, but also not a ton happened.
1: It was like, a lot of payoff.
0: It was a lot of payoff. Mm. Like, as I was doing the synopsis, I'm like, what What actually, like, were the major points of, of you know, especially like favor the bold, which is all pretty much just set up.
2: Yeah. Putting those bowling pins at the end of the alley, waiting yep. for the sacrifice of angels to come along and knock them down.
1: Yep.
3: Sort of felt like the thing that we saw so much of was like the development of the relationship between Gul'dan and Zial. Oh yeah, and I feel like they rushed us through it so that we'd care when she dies. I think
2: that's right. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I not I, really I cared that
3: she died, but well, yeah, like... I I cared that she died, but I didn't buy like Gul'dan like flipping an absolute shit about it. Really, somehow. Well,
2: so the, yeah, writers, the writers claim that he was just always on the brink of going mad anyway.
3: Oh well, that's probably true. I mean, he already was halfway there. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I bought it well
1: enough. Maybe just because I think Alemo sold it.
3: Oh, he oh did, yeah, he, he did sell it.
1: Like watching him, it's interesting because you know th- this is a time where we've watched Ducat fail and he can't spin it as anything else, yeah, even yeah, yeah. to himself. Like he done fucked up, and it destroys him.
2: Yeah. I have a great quote. I think it's by Ira Bear. A healthy human being like Cisco knows himself. That doesn't mean he doesn't have limitations. It doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. But he knows himself. Ducat is a totally self-deluded person. He's a deeply, deeply screwed-up Cardassian who doesn't understand his own motives, which is an interesting way of looking at Ducat. Because as we've said before, like Ducat looks out for Ducat and things that pertain to Ducat, and in this case, he's kind of decided. Zial pertains to ducat, so I care. So I'm going to care about Zial.
1: Yeah, well, because I think I said this a, w- a few weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. It's all kind of blurred together. Like Car- the one thing is, he is very much a Cardassian culturally in many many ways, and family is super important to Cardassians, and she's all he's got left mm. because he presumably can no longer lay any kind of connection to his wife and nine or whatever kids he had with her. Because of the revelation that Zial exists. And also, in a bonkers way, Zial, I think, is more important to him than his other children because she...
3: Loves him? Well,
1: that, well, and but represents... she was a
3: product of love. Yeah, well... His, his well. own love. I don't mean, but, like, love-love, I mean, love, but his love, I think. She is a literal
1: way. representation of, like, a merger of Bajor and Cardassia.
3: Hmm. Yeah. He yeah. talks
1: about wanting to be seen as a father figure. And here is his child who has distinctive biological traits of both species.
2: Yeah. And I, I think Zial is also so interesting because she struggles so much with what her culture is. Because yeah. she doesn't know. And I, I think that's really, really awesome for the Zial character. I yeah. did not expect her to die this early, though.
1: I So here, here's the thing I've I sort of not brought up before is... For some reason, again, I I watched a lot of this show as a kid, but Zial was a complete blank in my memory. Wow. Like, I forgot of her her as a character at all. (laughs) Like, when she showed up, I was like, well, maybe this is something I remember? (laughs) And... Well, it's because she
3: showed up the most in this last couple of episodes. Like, she's just kind of been flitting in and out, and then suddenly she's this big deal.
1: Yeah, but so I didn't really know what became of her. I mean, I guess it should have occurred to me, like, from later episodes, I remember very clearly, she's not there. But I was like, then again, she wasn't there in any of my memories of this show, so that doesn't mean anything. So it did catch me off guard. And goddamn, Damari, you motherfucker.
2: Oh, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah,
1: he's such a piece of shit. I love him. (laughs) <laughs> he's great he's i i kind of love too when like they were talking about gathering the suspected cell you know they're like what charges should we round them up on and you just kind of see demar he wants to go like well i mean i don't know about the others but remember how i said major kira beat the shit out of me
2: yeah well i don't even have to make one up that happened you saw my face right you saw how a little ninety-pound girl beat up me. Yeah, I'm oh, just gonna say. Imagine,
3: imagine telling everybody you know over and over again how a little gal like Major Kira whipped your ass. Oh, I no. just took him by that. surprise. Like he yeah, did not I, expect that. I don't, think that. And I was like, I don't what? think
1: that his pride would have allowed him to arrest her for that. True. I was gonna say he either has not told anyone or he's been like, oh, you should have seen her.
0: I mean, he told he told Ducat, but only because he wanted Ducat to to do something about do something.
1: It, yeah. Because, like, you know, it,
0: he's a little fucking toady piece of shit.
1: Yeah, and he, like, I mean, I know she caught him off guard at first, but he just, he didn't stand a chance. <laughs> he was just, the because he wasn't ready. You know, some people can recover from that sort of thing and put up a fight, but he was just down.
3: Listen, she had the strength of ten Kira's plus two.
1: <laughs> and what I love, too, is, again, Ducat's thing was like, what did you do? Yeah. She wouldn't have done that for no reason.
2: Yeah, well, he knows Kira.
1: Yeah, so like, wow, Damar, you went to the principal and he told you to suck it up
2: (laughs) and then blamed it on you.
1: Uh,
2: And then he kills your daughter afterwards. Damn it, Damar. Ooh, yeah. I kind of wish that had been. I don't know if if I want it to be like. Longer, shorter, I felt like there was some pacing thing in the death scene that I was like, it needed something else. But I don't know what that thing is.
1: Well, well, I was too busy does being it, surprised. like in cold blood too it's just Yeah, like, yeah, mm. yeah, that's Exactly, that was shocking
2: Yeah, it did kind of just
3: come out of nowhere
2: I think maybe it needed more urgency because Dukat is, they're fleeing the station They're fleeing the fuck out of the station Yeeting the fuck out And so I think the fact that he's not like I know, all, this is all fine We have to go right now
3: Yeah You're right, it does sort of like lose the urgency of the scene
1: <laughs> Speaking of though Well Time to pack. Yeah.
3: yeah. He oh, was so oh, my
2: God. Oh, I my God. Wei-Yun. Every scene between Dukat and Wei in these two episodes, in all uh, the episodes, yeah, they're my favorite new here. couple. I love them.
1: <laughs> what I love is like, like, I think the whole sort of thing of the Vorta is summed up so beautifully. Poor eyesight, good hearing. That like, was, nice. I love, because it was like, Because it doesn't make a ton of sense why they would have been built with bad eyesight, except maybe to lull people to a false sense of security. You know, yeah. If they can't see that well, they probably can't anything that well. It's like, but did you see those ears?
2: Yeah, I like that because it also kind of like speaks to the. Oh yes, if I take two steps away from you and have a side conversation over here, you can't hear it. Of course, people can hear it if you step two feet away.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's a it's an old television convention.
0: I think it goes kinda to the prey versus predator thing, where like, because he mentions mm-hmm. that the hadar have great eyesight, and that's yeah. because they're kind of like they're the Big predators, predators, you yeah, know, they're they the ones to, you send in. Whereas the Vorda, you know, they're kind of squirrely, and they're the and managers. They, they need they need the hearing because they need to he- hear when danger is nearby so that they can, yeah, like you, know, you definitely feel away. like
1: if they'd had more money. You know, the Vorta would have eyes more to the side of the head, right?
2: Oh, you mean uh, for money on the show?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like if they had more money, or if it was like if the character was completely CG, or you know, if you weren't, if we weren't for the fact that you've got a human in a suit,
0: man, and you, you got to deal with their eyes. CG character and. In- yeah, what, oh, 1997? I- oh.
3: <laughs> well, so what I was actually just picturing is like if they had the money, they would have genetically altered human beings <laughs> to have eyes on the sides of their heads to play but, yeah. Like, it,
1: I <laughs> not that it would have been CG, but that it would have been a very elaborate headpiece that put fake eyes on the side, but somehow oh, hid like.
3: I'm super glad yeah, they didn't do it that. It would not have aged. That would have been some well. Babylon 5 looking no. shit. It would have just looked terrible. Puppets. The answer is always puppets. True. Puppets are good. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, that's
1: what. um, Farscape. Yeah. It it was contemporary with Farscape. Yeah. Admittedly, Farscape had access to the Henson Company.
3: Yeah. They
2: do excellent work on on Farscape. Yeah.
1: It's funny. Like, you'd think it would be easy enough to just knock off what they do. But when you see non Henson puppets a lot of the time, you're just like,
3: something's off. Wait, I'm sorry. Who would think? Who would think that it would be easy to knock that off? They're amazing. Yeah, but I mean, like, you'd think a skilled enough artist would be like, all
1: right, I understand what they have no, done. No, no. I guess the problem is, like, if you're a really good puppeteer or puppet crafter or anything like that in Hollywood.
3: You already work for Henson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't think anyone who has ever seen some of the elaborate puppetry they do would go, oh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> no, absolutely but, not. Plus, again, P- unless, professional <laughs> puppeteers. Yeah, but again, they puppet get... Makers.
1: The good know. ones would get snapped up by them.
0: They're Listen,
3: the... they can do what they do. Lots of people can make Sesame Street style Muppets. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: Muppets are fine. but like, Yeah, the... but when
3: you're talking about fucking Gelflings, or you talking about the child, we are talking about Skeksis, nobody else is doing that.
1: Oh, and you get like the the little frog bastard from Farscape, too.
3: Yeah, right. I'm going to watch Farscape. Yeah. I've never seen Farscape. Farscape, Farscape. is excellent. It's, so it's I just like, want oh, it's, like,
0: it's like Star Trek, but if the With writers puppets. were on LSD the whole time.
3: <laughs> oh. Sounds good. Yeah, unlike, the pilot looks uh, excellent,
1: too. Unlike Lex, which was Star Trek, if the writers were just so disgustingly horny in the worst way.
3: So, Star Trek. That sounds like Torchwood.
1: <laughs> no! No, that's talk Doctor Who, but horny writers.
3: Uh, it's, um, no,
1: it's different. Anyway, sorry, we, I, I dragged us off course with puppets. Um, what, you? Dragging
3: us off course?
1: But yes, no, I loved how, like, non-plussed Weyoun was by the the whole thing. He almost seemed happy about it.
3: He's probably fucking sick of being there and probably sick of being around the Cardassians. Like, he probably is just like, oh, these fucking assholes, they're gonna ruin everything. Like, he, he might not be able to see well, but a fucking mostly blind Weyoun, Vorda, could see through fucking... Gold Dukat's bullshit. He was just there until it was inconvenient. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he was just being opportunistic as usual. And if I were him, I wouldn't fucking want to deal with that either. He's used to dealing with Jem'Hadar, who do what you say because you've got the drugs, and literal gods. Mm-hmm. dealing with Dealing with someone who has, like, the f- the physical power of the Jem'Hadar, while also thinking themselves as being godlike, as Gul'dukat does, must have been incredibly frustrating yeah. for Weyoun. And yeah. if I were him, I'd be like, good, get me the fuck out of here. Frustrating, just, but like, also,
2: I think he just thinks of it as, like, you guys fu- you guys are idiots. You guys yeah. are so fucking dumb, and I'm so yeah. much better than you.
1: Well, yeah, it's like, Gul'dukat, your aspirations are so transparent, and you think we haven't caught on. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, he
0: even, like, jokes with Damar that's like, you know, we, we have to be nice to them for now. Yeah. What that's did you guys it.
2: think of uh, of Yun talking about art?
1: I will say, the fact that they don't have a sense of aesthetics explains the default Vorta haircut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeesh. I kind of liked it. I mean, it, it's interesting because just like the Jem'Hadar, Hadar, they've, bre- you know, kind of bred out whatever they didn't need. And why would Vorda need to have any idea about art.
2: Yeah, it was kind of cool cuz you know, you look at it and it's not that it's not that he like sees it as something he's missing. It's just that he sees it as like he, it's a curiosity to him. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Is this good? I don't know. Mm. It, I don't would it don't be better if good, it was
3: but... blue? He, he I would've... loved that question.
0: Yeah. Oh. He would love
1: Thomas Kincaid paintings, I bet. <laughs> oh my god, he would.
3: I I genuinely felt a little
1: sad for them. Like, as a species, like, wow, that's that's depressing, not having a sense of aesthetics.
2: Well, they're efficient, though. Like, they, it, it's not something they need. How many Vorta are there, do you think?
1: Well, that's a good question. So,
3: a, hmm. so many of them are just clones of each other.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I don't assume know they about don't that, have, though. like,
3: more than one clone of the same yeah. thing running around. I time? just assume mm. that they've got, you know, yeah, like, yeah. when, when Yun was created... They made twelve more just in case, but they don't heat up they don't thaw out one of the other Weiyunes unless you know one yeah, of the died. That's it's how i kind of brothers Fencher it. Venture yeah. Brothers style. That's just how I'm throwing I a it. bunch there's, of extras in the basement.
1: Yeah, there's a room full of Weiyunes, but there's only one active at any given time.
0: That's oh, what I, I think. I want
3: to play too. in that room. But
1: does every
0: <laughs> So does every Gemhadar ship have a Vorta on it?
3: They must, right? I don't know. Well, actually, So that's a good point, because if they're on, like, short, like, three-hour missions, you wouldn't necessarily think so, because there's no chance of them needing the white. But I would think, with the chance of them being, like, shot down or marooned or getting lost or whatever, you would think they would always, always have to have one with them so that they could get the white. Yeah. Unless there's, like, a
0: special, like, white
1: dispenser on the ship
3: break in case of emergency. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing.
1: The the founders don't care about the gem hadar
3: True. They can make so, it doesn't matter. yeah, they're really. like
1: if we lose this ship accidentally, we don't give a fuck. Yeah.
2: yeah. They grow up in like 3 days. It's not going to matter if we lose 5 now. I mean, that's yeah.
1: like, I was there a vorta
0: corpse in the ship from the ship. I don't think so.
2: God, I don't remember.
0: But then again, that ship also had a had a founder on it, so maybe yeah. maybe it maybe you need either a founder or a vorda on board to.
3: I can't imagine though a founder, like, degrading themselves to dole the white out to the Gemidar. That's true. Like so... I
0: thought, I found it so interesting how disinterested the female changeling seemed to be in in the war stuff. And I don't know if she was just putting on an act for Odo's sake, or if she legitimately is just like, eh.
2: I think they have let such the, a let the solids deal with the war. I think their perspective is, like, full-on different. Like, I was reading some quotes from, I don't know how, how to pronounce her name. I want to say Salome Jens. I'm assuming actress? Salome. Salome. I've never heard it out loud. But you heard you're saying, like, wow, I didn't realize I was supposed to be a baddie. I, it didn't make sense. Because, you know, when she reads her lines from her point of view, everything she does makes sense to her type of people. And, you know, later on she realizes in context, oh, I'm an evil bitch. <laughs>
3: Oh!
0: Yeah, well, she's definitely manipulating
1: the fuck out of Odo.
3: Oh, yeah. And his dingy. Well, and that's the thing, though.
1: I think to, to the female changeling, to her, I think I genuinely don't think she thinks it's manipulation.
3: Well, yeah, she kind of thinks she's doing him a favor.
1: She's trying to bring him home. Yeah.
3: Like, I think that,
1: I, like, a lot of what she does, although it is... From our perspective, like, seems like, oh, yeah, of course, this is going to fuck everything up for the good guys. Like, it, genuinely, she does just want to get him back to the link.
3: Mm. Well, she, and she says she, that to Yun. like, that's literally the conversation they have. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, you're doing a great job with Odo. And she's like, the fuck do you think you're talking about? I just want to bring him home.
1: Yeah, like, she seemed genuinely a little angry at that. Because
3: it's also below them. Like, even when when we saw Odo last week being like, eh, that's your fucking problem. They're going to blow up the space station. I don't give a shit. That doesn't involve me. They probably mean that. I mean, they can probably pick up and relocate anywhere and make themselves an ocean of fucking goo and be in straight up euphoria all the fucking time. And... Nothing to worry about. Like, I I really do think they just don't give a shit. Like, But that does make me wonder why are they bothering with all of this? Like, is this just, like, are they bored? Because it doesn't seem like that well, would be the case. I, they like, see,
1: they see solids as a threat. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. remember way back when we first met them, we found that, like, they had been sort of hunted and uh... distrusted. And, like, they essentially started conquering... Of course conquering... they're
3: fucking distrusted. Would you trust them?
1: Well... But they started basically conquering as an act of defense, and now it's just what they do.
2: Interesting, because I know the first we met them, they hooked everybody up into their VR machine to be like, right. what will happen if, you know, we talk more with humans? Oh, they'll be assholes and try to start a war with us. Fuck you, humans. We know what you're about.
0: Yeah, yeah I don't so know. it's I like if I were, uh, you know, f- from the Changeling's perspective, their whole existence is uh, you know the, the whole that whole concept of absolute candor from uh, Picard mm. right like they can't hide things from each other really yeah and when they're in the link it's there's complete honesty and i think what the thing is that when they encounter solids they can't do that with them so they don't know there's there's no trust there that's, that's why they genetically manipulate yeah so like that subterfuge with the machine and, and the simulation all was like you know, like you say, it's like, oh, are these good people or bad people? Well, no, they're bad people because you know they're gonna try to start a war with us.
2: I mean, humans are bad people. I yeah. buy it. I want to bring it back though, because the other Vorta, like I keep, I keep waiting to see Kivon again because we've got him, we like, got yeah. a brig somewhere, so I'm waiting for him to pop back up.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember there was so there was that initial female Vorda from Jem'Hadar, Eris. There was. They couldn't get her for a next episodes. So there was some random guy. Yep. There's Kiva. There's been Wei There's Sexy, Tilari Sexy, ship. One. Yeah, yeah, the one from the ship. Is that everyone we've seen so far?
2: There was another so. one in uh, watching the fight Ring Wharf was part of. Ah,
1: that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and that's I know, uh, not so much a spoiler, because I don't know anything about him, but I do know eventually we see Iggy Pop as a Vorta. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hilarious. But that's coming yes. up
1: soon. So that's uh, six that we've seen. We know that we've seen at least two wayoons. Yeah, so I mean, I, I assume, yeah, there's, there's a lot of them. Mm. But yeah, I would imagine they're not on every, especially the smaller ones, because those presumably all have to kind of work out of a base. Like the big fuckers probably have a couple on board, but I imagine the little scout-sized ones probably don't usually, unless they're being sent on a long-term mission. Like the one in the ship. Actually, I guess the one that had crashed in the ship, were there any corpses? Because didn't they have like a.
2: There was one in the ceiling, dangling from the ceiling.
1: Oh, that's right. Because, like, in reality, because they had a. um, Not a deflector malfunction. What's the other thing called? Jake, help me out here. Wait, what was. What are we referring to? How did the the ship ship crash? That crashed in the ship. It crashed because their their acceleration. Their their, their inertial dampeners? Right, broke. So, in reality. Everybody on that should have been goo, not just the founder. Gross. Like they well, should not have. Been... How, like every single bone in their bodies were shattered. So. Yeah, yeah. Like they basically just should have been a bunch of clothes with liquid in them. Gross. That's, that's what inertial dampeners do.
3: It's still gross.
1: They dampen inertia. I was
3: gonna say they, it sounds like they inertially dampened their clothes,
1: their pants. Mm.
3: No. Um, oh no. That's what Chris did earlier when Jake was doing the intro. <laughs> Some inertial dampening.
0: Yeah. So back on the 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 female changeling situation. Right. Oh God, um, I hate her. Yeah, she's she's miserable. I was I couldn't help but think though that like if you take what she says at face value about wanting to get get Odo into the link, right? It's like th- this is a classic codependency situation, right? Where you know she's she's cutting him off from pretty much everybody he knows with the express purpose of, I'm the only one that can make you happy. I'm the only one that can make you whole. You know what it it's kind a, of feels abuse. like to me? It's
2: abusive.
3: It's
0: wicked what abusive. Aims?
2: It feels a little like she's trying to deprogram someone from who was in a cult. Yeah. Or maybe program someone to get them into your cult.
0: Yeah. I was going to say,
1: it's it's more like that. You know, it's, it's. Well, know. I think there's, you know, having met him and dealt with him, like, cause we know that Oda was one of how many Abby, they, said 100? 100, 100, they shot into space the impression I'm under is he's the first one they've run into since they mm-hmm. did this and like you know she was talking about the, this is the longest she's ever been separated from the Great Link and it's like she can't deal and mm-hmm. she doesn't get that you know for Odo who was spent most of his known life like in isolation it's not as bad for him
2: Right, yeah, he's only had tastes of it, while she's full-on immersed in in the Link.
1: Yeah, and, like, he's jonesing for it, definitely, but it's not as bad for him as it is for her. Right,
3: she needs it significantly more than he does at this point. Yeah,
1: because it's been... Most of her existence has been the Link. Like, these moments... She's she's probably spent more time as a singular entity in the past, you know, several months than she has in her entire existence. And uh, so I think, you know, there's probably a lot of... uh, regret there about the project
2: and I know Um, I I keep thinking about this and I probably bring this up every week until they're going to until they address it again I'm going to bring it up every week and that's that aren't there other changelings around we have claimed up and down and left and right that they are everywhere why doesn't she just have you know a couple other changelings to hang out with they're currently rats or something
1: it's probably still not the same as the link you know yeah like, but Batty like, Link is one thing.
2: I feel like the show needs to remind us that it's not just this lady. The
3: well, changelings also though that the, are the, uh,
0: Presumably the other changelings that are around are deep undercover. You know, impersonating people.
3: Rats. And rats. Ben Sisko. Uh, and Sisko. Wow. And uh,
1: Eddington. Ad- Admiral Ross. <laughs> I know Admiral Ross's new belt buckle. Mm.
3: Yeah, the new, you- the new Admiral uh, outfits, the uniforms look really good.
1: Yeah, well, he got the new uniform, I think, last
3: week. Well, I but think, he didn't I have the, remember to bring it up then. He didn't
1: so. have the buckle until this week.
3: Well, I, looking, I haven't he's noticed He's looking good in the neighborhood.
1: His, so, yeah, because when we first saw Ross, he was still in the, like, TNG-style Admiral uniform. Was that the um, one
2: with, like, all the gold glitter on the seams?
1: Yeah. I mean, they still do it with the current one, but yeah. it's... I don't like so, it. So... But his new one, it looks more like a first contact shirt. But then this week, like last week he just had a, because his his coat's longer and he has a belt. And this week they added this like fucking don't mess with Texas Federation logo belt buckle. Nice. That I believe he wears through the end of the series. It is the most gaudy thing.
2: Oh good, so we're going to see a lot more Admiral Ross?
1: I don't know if it's a lot more, but it's enough that I remembered his dumb belt buckle. <laughs>
2: That's but yes, I he's know, definitely
1: like, recurring.
2: Yeah, I know the the production team, like they when when they found this guy, they're all like, finally, an admiral that we can like have in more things who yeah. can act and not just be evil. Hooray. He sadly,
1: his actor passed away, I think, a year or two ago, but oh, relatively young.
3: Yeah. Sad. Still think but he's yes, a changeling. It,
1: <laughs> but yes, it is nice to see an admiral who's not there just to be like corrupt. It's a breath of fresh air.
2: Yeah, you you would just think Starfleet would have a, a way way better plan about literally anything.
1: Ugh! Oh, oh my god!
2: Like they hadn't thought about retaking the station after all this time? Why is that Ugh. Cisco's idea and no one else had thought about it?
1: Yeah, see, it?
2: yeah. And it's just because he's bored. He wants his ball back because he's bored. There was some great ball acting in these episodes. Yeah, true. Anytime Ducat had ball, it was like Ducat got acting. the ball.
3: <laughs> he's like he's coming to get this back or whatever
1: <laughs> okay i was wrong he he did pass away a couple of years ago but he was 75 which isn't it's a bad a, run
3: it's not a bad run at all Man, i thought he, he was
1: a bit younger
0: yeah i mean he looks great in the show yeah
3: yeah i wouldn't have guessed he was like in his 50s or whatever yeah, i
0: would have guessed he was in his 40s yeah early yeah, 40s even
3: so well done you
2: gonna change topics just to the next thing in my notes yeah yes they should execute rom he is the worst spy
3: no he was doing good until odo fucked him over yeah well in
2: in the prison cell as he's like telling the plan to quark quark is literally saying why are you telling me this in front of guards we have we have established in the previous scene that when you're stepping you're two steps
3: away people still hear you right
0: well yeah but but those are jim hadar guards they got good eyes bad hearing bad
3: hearing oh but also consider that quark and rom a whisper would be super super (laughs) hearable audible audible That's the thing they're actually so, talking
1: way quieter but for the sake of us human listeners they had to uh
3: <laughs> that's funny. turn it up
1: mm. Actually I kind of like that idea that in real, they are, they are able to whisper so quietly that
2: And then and then whilst they're doing all the quiet whispering Lita does one of her high pitched squeals that made me want to punch her every fucking time Yeah <laughs> yeah
1: those, those were a of bit dying sound is <laughs> That was weird it was like that's a bit too comical for the current tone
3: Yeah Guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but Lita's not a great actress. Uh...
2: I did like that Rom basically said like it's more important than you that you you know take down the the weapons grid or whatever the fuck it was than then get me off being executed.
1: Yeah,
3: Rom is a very heroic little Ferengi that, in his that own whole, way.
1: Yeah, that whole family continues to be the worst Ferengi because even <laughs> Quark gives in in the end.
2: That was so cool. That was a good that was a good quark scene, because you can tell like he did not want to do be to be the one doing this, but he was the only one who was left. Yep. Because Oda was off being a being a little bitch. Yep. Everyone else was in prison.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Zial made a souffle, and that was her job.
1: Yep. I did like the uh flip of expectations. Yeah. It's like, no no. No, don't poke it. You're going to ruin it. What are you uh,
3: Souffle. Well, like, oh, the guy was like looking for like you know a something fucking nail
0: file. Yeah, or whatever. something to
3: cut the bars with, and then they just punch him in the face with it or whatever. oh
0: well, now well, you didn't have
3: bars it. in the cell?
0: No, they they hit him with they hit him with a with a hypo, hypo spray. yeah.
3: No, oh, that's right. Where the fuck out. did they get that? Uh,
2: sickbay. Yeah. No one's in charge of sickbay. I mean, it's the owl.
0: Yeah, oh, she just true. walks in. and's like my dad wanted me to get a hypo spray with
1: knockout. Powder in
0: My
2: it. dad says you guys should like all knock each other out. Yeah,
1: so I like that, the kind of the, the taking the old trope of the thing hidden in the cake and then being like, we're not that stupid.
3: I will say, I thought it was kind of harsh that they killed her over it, though. I mean, I, maybe it wasn't the best souffle, but that's, hey. it's, you guys are harsh Oh, uh, it,
1: it did look like, I don't know who designed that. But it looked gross. It, it looked did like look it was. gross,
3: and it looked like it had a fucking nail file in it. Like, what was it, all that? It yeah, looked
1: like it was made of bologna.
3: Oh, God. It probably <laughs> was.
1: Wow. I mean, it is Bajoran food. Like, well, well, here's the thing I don't know oh, what exactly right. Hasparat is. Like, it, when we've seen it, it, it's definitely a burrito of some kind. But, like, a big meat cake as the souffle version felt wrong.
0: Well, I'm wondering if like hasperat isn't like a specific food, but like you know, a, like a type of food. Like you could like have Italian mm.
2: saying, "I want to go out for Italian."
0: No, not even that, but like I don't know, like the burrito form is just like the convenient way to eat it. Right. But you could also bake it into a cake, or you could you know make hasperat ravioli, or you know whatever or a you want. So it's more like a a filling. Than yeah. a, an actual specific
1: food. A specific yeah, meal. I, I could buy that. But yeah, whatever they designed the souffle out of, just again, because it was kind of like pink and weird, it looked like they had made, they had just ground up in sculpted bologna and sculpted baloney. And we
0: could also say, like, so Zial grew up in a Breen prison camp. True. I mean, at what point did she get, like, a Bajoran culinary
2: I mean, they probably just asked the replicators to make it. Well, then why did Quark
0: go in there and be like, do you know how to make this?
2: Because he was getting her involved so that it wouldn't just be him, because if it were just him, he would have lost the nerve immediately. I Mm.
0: I like to imagine, though, that, like, it took hours to prepare the souffle, and that lost time that they could have just asked the replicator, you know, they could have Completed their plan to 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 disable the computer in time. If they hadn't
1: painstakingly created mm. this soufflé, so that they
3: oh a guy no. could bury his
0: face in it. My soufflé. No, hey.
3: You know what
1: it was. They actually they did ask the replicator, but it turns out the Cardassians, out of spite, had deleted all Bajoran food <gasps> from the system.
2: But there's still tons of Bajorans on the station.
1: Yeah, it feels like a Cardassian power move. Uh. Yeah, but no, I feel like
0: Ducat would want to be like. No, there will only be Bajoran food.
3: Mm.
2: I did love that Cardassian security officer whose face they shoved in it, because he was the sleaziest one we've met.
1: I meant to look him up because I swore his voice was familiar, but I completely forgot.
0: Yeah, he uh, he was an interesting, interesting guy. Yeah. Definitely one of Damar's guys. Oh yeah, totally.
3: He's a made man. I feel like they're <laughs> they're like part of the mafia.
0: Like uh, gull's,
3: gulls like Gambino who like doesn't know that they're all dealing drugs on the side and shit. I don't know.
0: Also the uh the two Jem Hadar guards that are that, like are the worst. Yeah, oh, why yeah. didn't
2: they just kill Quark?
0: Yeah. It was, oh, was pointing a gun one. at us. I guess we better surrender. Well
3: they didn't well, then surrender. The stupid, like, Simon says thing. Like, speaking of things that kind of broke the, like, the tension of, like, what's happening. All right, don't move. Okay, let them out. Well, you told us not to move. Okay, okay. You don't move. You open the door. Like, come on. Yeah, I think that's an homage to some movie or something. Well, it's Uh. fucking stupid. Well, I can also imagine what movie it is, but the movie's stupid, too. (laughs) Probably.
0: The Jem Hadar just being very literal. Hmm. And being like, well, yes, wait, I how mean, like I we know that, right? Move. But the
3: but the writers wrote it, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. Thinking like, ha 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 ha. But
0: were they thinking of it as like a character trait for the hadar to be really literal, or were they like, yeah, this will be a good joke?
2: <laughs> now the Jem'Hadar, they didn't, they didn't let them out though. Quark had to kill them. Yes, which is kind of horrifying for Quark, who has never killed before. Directly. Directly.
1: But yeah, no, this is definitely... He killed that Klingon. He killed uh, Rilke's husband. On purpose. Yeah,
2: that was...
1: (laughs) First time directly on purpose. A lot of people died because of his arms dealing.
2: Well, yikes.
1: And I'm sure there is a non-zero chance that at some point in his life he sold some expired meat that killed someone. Wait, who did? Quark. Oh,
3: almost certainly. That's every, every day he serves expired meat. It's just they don't always die.
1: They usually don't. I mean, look at Morn. Well, <laughs> Morn <laughs> he's 27
3: Morn. I was gonna say Morn used to look just like you and me. <laughs> what he's been eating at Quark's. That, he's, uh,
1: <laughs> he's actually human. <laughs> yeah. Oh no.
3: Yeah. He's just people under there, but Quark has turned him into a potato I don't even man. Know what? Like a <laughs> yeah, potato works. I like that. Yeah. Like a potato uh, thumb.
2: The he hide, kinda. the message in the ribbon was kind of yeah alien.
3: I I like like that. That That was good.
2: Because they would probably just think, oh, yeah, this is the trash part. Look in the box. What's in the box? Anything we shouldn't be letting them bring? It's just a teddy bear that says, I love Morn's mom.
1: Hmm. Hey, good on Morn.
3: A teddy bear that says, I love Morn's mom.
1: Taking taking his chances, too, because he cares.
3: Also, do you think he has a tattoo somewhere that's like a heart with the word mom in it? (laughs) I do now. But you can't
2: tell if the R and the N are connected, so it might just say Morn. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it says it says morm
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's morm
0: his mom's name is morm, morm.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's actually how his species names work you just go up one letter so like
3: yeah his kid will be Moro.
1: yeah his kid will be morp my god mork is
2: one of them
3: of mork and mindy yes you're assuming that's they funny. they have a human alphabet well, I well because they're they're humans, and in fact, if Mork <laughs> okay. is only a couple of generations before, yeah, I'm right. Quark fucked him up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, this is fun. Head cannon. Yeah. Um,
3: you know what I liked?
2: Um, that they didn't succeed in protecting the minefield.
1: Yeah, no. You'd think
2: it, any any other any other buildup of this kind of thing, like, oh, he's going to have to do it just in time and turn the thing on so they don't do it. Oh, and he- they were. 10 and minutes
3: he late. Fucking failed. <laughs> yep, that was a big surprise. Yeah. I did not expect it. Like I was I was as shocked as they were.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And but then, but only to completely undo any stakes raising 10 minutes later with with profit.
2: <laughs> Man, the yeah. writers are so angry that people don't like the 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 Deus Ex wormhole alien element of it. Because they think it's they think they've been building it up and that the people would trust them enough to be like, yeah, this is a thing that would totally happen and be meaningful.
3: I thought it was weird, and I also thought the like the game has to go on. Yes, the game. Like it just, I don't know. There's I, a
2: line that Cisco says. He says, "You want to be gods, then be gods, and do a Deus Ex Machina up to yeah. me."
1: <laughs> that's, I like that's I was waiting. Like that's what he was so heavily implying, and I kind of loved it. Cause you because I was sitting there, it's like, wow, they are actually gonna straight up do a literal Deus Ex. This is nuts. Like, I've seen metaphorical ones, but this is this is the fucking definition, and that's bonkers. And I kind of I think because I sort of know where some of this is going, I don't mind it.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, I have inklings of where this is going, because I cause every time I read in my stupid um, research book, it says this'll pay off in this episode when this happens. I'm like, God damn it, book. Stop it. I haven't so, gotten there yet. So uh, I don't know I like
1: I don't know how I would feel if I was going in completely cold. Mm.
2: Yeah, it is it does strike me as very convenient that they ra- they wrap it up very quickly without they're just gone.
0: Yeah. I mean, I that's feel the thing like- it's just felt it felt I wouldn't have mind if if the prophets were involved in some way and did something. And even, you know, even if they Decided the the outcome, but the fact that you know in the last five minutes of the episode, they're
1: like, "All right, this is how it ends." Check. I mean, I guess to an extent, I was sitting there thinking, like, so Cisco had to be hoping this would happen, right? I mean, there's no other reason to have flown into the wormhole, right? Like, he could have just stood at the mouth.
2: I mean, he is nuts. He is the he makes the weirdest decisions. This guy.
3: Yeah,
0: but if I mean, again, I
2: if think- it's not wait and see what happens it's fly headlong into a fucking fleet of ships
1: yeah but i think to an ex- like i think part of it may have been maybe if i'm in there they'll like kind of knock knock on the door and
2: i expected him to go in expecting to blow the wormhole up in some way so that i it would thought collapse. that was his plan yeah yeah. like i but was going to say
1: overload the warp core
2: no but
1: to a certain, you know to an extent i was like he might be kind of hoping for some intervention and then it happened
2: are, how are the rest of you feeling about the, the scenes we've had with the wormhole aliens lately?
1: I want to
0: know why one of them appeared as Damar when I don't think Cisco's ever met Damar.
2: I mean, the wormhole aliens know Snow All, see All.
0: Yeah, but they always appear as people that are familiar to Cisco, like Yeah, Buckaroo Bonsai
1: or you know, oh, the, yeah. You know, people like that. I mean, he's... I guess yeah, you know? All you could say is because when he was being fucking like Big Johnny pirate, Ducat was using DS9 as an occasional dock. Like, there's a non zero chance Wait, didn't he might have he might have encountered on
3: the him. Once? Wasn't Maybe. he with wasn't he with Ducat wearing one of the stupid Eyeball majigs.
1: He didn't have one, but he was there. So yeah, he's it, maybe seen it. But that's what I mean. Like, it, even if they've met, it was very briefly, and there's no sense that they're significant to one another. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah, you're right. That is weird. This is the guest star that we have access to.
0: That's this what it is.
2: That's what's bothering me, too, because you'd think I keep harkening it back to when we saw an emissary, and it was very clear that the wormhole aliens were probing through Cisco's mind for a way to connect with him. And even though they know him a little better at this point, I feel like we're entirely losing the fact that they're still, the, the way that they connect with people is different.
1: Well, like, I feel like in their other, in the, especially in Emissary, and this is a the thing they've kind of lost, I think, since then, too, is even though there, there, it was still kind of clear what each person represented. Remember, we talked about yeah. the, the Emissary. It's like, all right, so this one is asking these types of questions. I wonder if
3: any
1: of that was on type. purpose. Yeah, I'm starting to think it might have just been a hell of a coincidence.
2: Maybe because yeah, they haven't they haven't been consistent with the way that the wormhole mm-hmm. aliens communicate with you because it used to be like they'd go to different locations that are yeah. meaningful to Cisco, and now it was they just see this room or this room with everybody from this episode. I would think I would think he would have a Cassidy there to talk with him about something she's important. Well, we haven't
3: seen her in ages. I miss Where her he terribly. Even is Cassidy? I know they I would have too. a Joe being there trying
2: to talk sense into him. Well, they, they would be like it. piecing together like what is going on in Cisco's brain right now by pulling out all the stuff that's happening and and you know assigning purpose to each one and not just oh we're just going to have everybody say lines of all the and actors that we have.
1: What's his name from the London Knights or whatever?
2: Buck Buckeye. Thank
3: you. Yes. Yeah, he would be there. Why that not? Like, that just sounds like you're trying to do chicken noises. bok
2: <laughs> 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 like, It just know. doesn't sound
3: like a name. I don't know how I've never noticed before, but just now you were like, who? bok <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, excellent. Ames. No, that's Ames, excellent. Don't, don't have water go through your nose.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they do seem to have put a little less care into
3: this one.
2: Yeah, it's it felt like it felt like they were just trying to wrap up the episode because they had five minutes left.
3: Well, guys, we got in that great and yuck when he's like, send me back to my ship. And they were like, ship, it's here. And he was like, you know what I meant. God damn it. <laughs> it's just another one of those weird things that didn't feel completely appropriate to the tone. I don't know.
1: But now he will not find peace on Bajor. Good, no one does. House.
2: It's a fucking hole.
1: He was going to build a house. Actually, it's a terrible it sounds...
2: place to build a house. Is Don't it? go to
1: Bajor. It's a political disaster, but it does sound beautiful.
2: We've, the, the bits what of if, Bajor the, we've what seen. What if the
1: cloud shows up?
2: Yeah, the cloud. Everything does looks go like go it's, like disgusting.
1: No, no, there's the waterfalls and the lakes and.
2: Oh, that's right, because Kira was going to go there with, Miles and said, "Oh no, it's too romantic." Yeah.
3: yeah. No, wait, it's miles from everywhere, and we'll totally fuck. Maybe miles it's miles from everywhere. everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of miles,
3: nope.
2: He had, no- he had almost <laughs> nothing to do this whole arc.
1: <laughs> I could have done without the charge of the Light Brigade.
2: Oh, always. I could always do without them doing their British bullshit.
1: But not just because of that, but because it's like the thing with the charge of the Light Brigade is that. These people were slaughtered because a miscommunication sent them to the wrong battle.
2: I didn't look That's, into the poem because oh, yeah, I don't see, care no, I, about. This I knew poem. about it.
1: It's 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 based on a true event where this light cavalry was supposed to go to a certain place in time, and there place it in was time, supposed to be
2: the wormhole aliens. Yes,
1: yeah, a, a specific place during the Crimean War, and it should have been simple. But they were sent to the wrong battlefield. Whoopsie. Horribly outmanned, outgunned, and outnumbered. And fucking slaughtered. Which is way different than knowingly going into a battle that's stacked against you. Yikes. Like, I feel like, alright, you wanted to have a big poem moment, which wasn't necessary. But if you had to have one, that one, if you actually know the background of the poem, doesn't work. You know, that that is about people getting fucked over by bureaucracy and bad communication not we are knowingly doing something for honor and glory and whatever
2: yeah yeah we are favoring the bold
1: yeah but also like
0: why would why would you choose to to recite a poem where the end is everybody dies horribly that too i I mean mean, that's all
2: miles's life
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i liked how many like I, i i i don't expect starfleet to have nearly as many little fighters as they they seem to have oh yeah they're a little uh... wave after wave of cannon fodder why haven't they
2: built another defiant or another you know ship in whatever the hell fucking class they they might they might have
0: more of them it's just that takes a while to build a ship yeah it's been
2: years i mean i know the defiant was a prototype that they cranked out but you think now that they know, like, okay, this is what works about the Defiant. The cloak sucks, by the way. Yeah. Let's not bother with that anymore. Let's just make a couple more tough little ships.
1: Well, that's what you figure. Though. They've only had like they pretty much only they had basically put the model into mothballs until Cisco was like, "Give me my hot rod," and then they. I thought t- had they built s-
2: it to fight the Borg.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but, but I, it never I worked.
0: Think, yeah, and they, they, they he kept he said that it would fly it apart because it was yeah. too powerful.
1: And it basically took them a while to finally figure out how to make it function.
2: You're and saying then, a while, like this wasn't years ago. <laughs>
1: well, what this was the start of season three.
2: Yeah, and now it's six. It's been f- at least three years. Yeah, but you could assume
1: like they had to give it like it, it, I would assume that Starfleet would give them a good year in space before being like, okay, maybe this idiot ship will work.
2: And then they have cranked out like 3,000 more. No, well, they've been well, we too also... busy
1: apparently building 800 galaxy class ships for some reason. Yeah. Well, Just, wow, true. there's a lot of them.
0: We also only saw one fleet. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's so true. It's, it's potential that there are other defiance. All the
2: other ones are, are protecting Earth.
1: Yeah.
0: For mm. reasons. Thank goodness.
1: <laughs> well, that's the other thing is, like, ostensibly, really, again, like, it's a tough little ship, but it's also. A scout, really, more than anything. So, if not for the fact that Cisco has a personal interest, like, you maybe don't necessarily have a Defiant with all your big battle fleets. They're out there doing, like, you know, zipping through near enemy areas to do scans and get the fuck out of there kind of things.
2: I kept wondering where Picard was.
1: Uh, if Nemesis is to be believed... Not Nemesis... Insurrection, insurrection is to be believed. He's off doing. Um, he's getting his dome polished by. Uh, what's her face? Well, no, but he's doing. Uh, <laughs> he's doing a lot of. Um, oh my god! Masturbating. The... Motorboating. I can't think of words today.
3: Oh, fisting. That's like, the one. <laughs> archaeology. Ambassadorial Spelunking. shit. Oh, okay.
1: Like I feel like he talks about they've been in that one. They talk about that they've been doing a lot of like a lot of what is the fucking word? Diplomacy. Yes. Diplomacy things as relate to the war.
2: Okay, I was as relate to the war. Okay, because I was going to say like that's not important while you're at war. Well, he was meeting with those
0: like weird little fish people.
2: Yeah, with, and with they the
0: talk about pieces. the
1: talk about the fact that like the, the the Federation has been like speeding up the acceptance process lately because they're kind of desperate for allies.
0: Yeah, but I don't, it's I why they can't tr- imagine those fish people were were would have been. Making a lot of large contribution to the war, maybe they're really good at making phasers or something maybe I mean it is true though that the that the that was the whole thing with the sona was that yep they were trying to team up with the sona to to join the war, oh even though they were clearly assholes, yeah,
2: I have to go back and rewatch insurrection to see if any of this was planted yeah, oh, I mean
0: boy. It was no no so one bad. Ever. I, fe- insurrection I feel isn't like I feel like they. Must have had the script for Insurrection, and it had obviously nothing to do with the Dominion. And they're like, huh, well, we have this storyline going on in Deep Space Nine that's concurrent with when we're releasing this movie. So why don't we throw a few lines in there to make it seem like they're connected? Because otherwise it won't make sense that, you know, there's just... Picard isn't involved in the war. That the
1: flagship is nowhere near the front lines.
0: I mean, yeah. it's a
2: Galaxy class. Well, no, they at sovereign. that point, be... in,
1: it's the
0: Enterprise. Oh, that's e like at they're that Sovereign
2: point. now, right? Right? Right?
1: And that's and that is
0: a warship. Like that's a yeah a serious. Okay, yeah, he should be there. Ship. Yeah, no, they um, definitely should be there. Um, and, or like any Sovereign class ships should be there. Yes. Well, like, I know I it's wonder... all
2: it's all CG now. It's all CG yep. all the fucking time. Yep. And. Yeah. I think the only thing I noticed is just how much more clinical it kind of looked in the in the in the ship flying scenes. Some
1: of the light lighting is a little flat.
2: Yeah, everything. Yeah, it did look a little flat. That's true. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's that
0: mid nineties CG for you. It's, it's yeah. better than it was, but not quite what we'd expect today to see. Yeah.
2: Well, it's different from any of the other ship battles we've seen because it's CGI and because they can do all of it kind of at once instead of you know when you're doing it with models, you have to film each ship individually and yeah, then yeah. add them together which would have been impossible
0: right which is why to me i'm like i and and this is this is something that pissed me the fuck off about picard <gasps> but we have the technology and you know we kind of had the technology then although i imagine him. it it was at cost a fortune to make cg models but why do we only see like four ship classes right in this battle like why is it's galaxy class uh, you know the was it miranda class excelsiors excelsiors and roundabouts and then there's like akiras yeah the akiras i saw like like if we're doing the whole thing in cg throw you know do some cg kit bashes or you know throw some sovereigns in there add a couple defiance why not maybe not defiant because that'll confuse the viewer
1: yeah but, well, like I said harder. a few weeks ago, when we talked about the Sovereign, I think the issue is, like, they're afraid if people see a Sovereign, they're going to assume it's the Enterprise. they should.
2: The Enterprise should be there!
1: That is true. Yeah, but if you put two Sovereigns, yes. you, that also, problem is solved. Sovereigns. I kind of wonder if they lost the Steam Runner and the Saber Class models, because I have not seen any of those.
2: Hmm. Maybe they and, just sucked.
1: I mean, they were ugly, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah, now, is it
2: harder to make a kitbash-looking thing in CG, or is it harder to do it in physical?
1: CG, because I mean, you'd actually have to build it bespoke from day one, whereas a kitbash is literally taking two parts. existing models and putting them together.
2: But then you have Although to make you sure can, it'll look good you in high You can in,
0: in CG, because like, the thing with Starfleet ships is there's, they're not super complicated. There's a saucer no. part, yep. there's the nacelles. So you can like, cut and paste parts of a plate? A CG asset. No, but if like if you have like if you had a model of an Excelsior class and a model of a Galaxy class, you could in CG, at least with the CG tools that I've used, which I'm sure are more sophisticated today than what they were then, but you can slice a model and then glue you know, basically glue it to another another piece. Yeah. So it is possible to kind of do kit bashing in CG. I just yeah. don't know with the technology that they had at the time if if maybe it's a lot harder.
2: Right. But Now, now just... speaking of of ship battles, can anyone explain to me what either side's plan was? Because it sounds like they were all doing stupid shit.
0: Well, okay. So Cisco's like, plan. Explain.
1: Cisco's plan. So he had all these fight all these fighter wings. Yes, which so he, Jake, what I wanted to say to what you said earlier, I did go at one point. I sent wave after wave of my own men at them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he clogs
0: the the enemy cannons with yeah, bodies. Like, Jesus, <laughs> Cisco is literally using the
1: Zap Branigan method.
0: But go on. Um, but yeah, so he's got wave after wave of fighters just harassing the Cardassians, right. not even focusing on the Dominion, like the the the, the capital ships, the big ships. The galaxies and the excelsiors, they're taking on the Jem'Hadar ships, the Dominion ships. The fighters are going after the Cardassian ships. So Cisco's plan is that he thinks that the Cardassians are going to lack discipline and will break ranks to pursue the fighters. Okay, that part that, that part's them. logical enough. And then the idea Cisco's idea is okay. And then when they do that, It'll that's going to open, gonna a open a up a gap. Yeah and we'll just fly through that gap and that and we can go to D space 9 what cisco failed to realize is they're in fucking space they can just fly up and over <laughs> they can fly down and under oh, t- they can turn t- 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 in 360 oh, degrees
2: no
0: they're in fucking space there is no line you you don't form a line in space because it's fucking space even fucking Spock kid. knew about this <laughs> yep. a hundred years ago, when they were fighting Khan in the Nebula. <laughs> Spock knew about fucking three dimensions.
3: <laughs> Cisco doesn't.
0: So. Ducat doesn't. They're just like, nope. We gotta line up on one even plane,
1: and then no one will be able to get through. Also, everybody, everybody in your big, hard to maneuver capital ships, get real close. Get so that you could like fucking spit from one saucer to the other.
2: Yikes! Yeah, like so I just kept
1: looking at that, and being like, "Oh, why is everyone so tight together? you have got to crash into each other." Yeah.
2: Right. So the plan was okay. We'll open up this hole, even if even if the the, the logic makes exactly exactly zero sense. Yeah. The sense just, that they have for, is
0: for all intents and purposes, you have to think of this as like a naval battle that they're just yeah. floating yeah. on the surface of the water.
2: Yeah, so they open up a hole and they say, "Okay, then we'll fly into that hole and then attack, and the day will be ours." Dukat sees this and says, "Ah, they're trying to open up a hole. Let's let them and then jump on them from there because we see what their plan is." Okay, cool, we get it. And then Cisco says, "Ah, we see that we see we've won and we've opened up the hole, which is just what they want us to think. So let's let's think that they're going to sabotage us, but let's actually fly in and sabotage them. It makes no sense." Well, no, no. So I'm okay. So, so, confused. so here's what happened,
0: right? So ducat <laughs> recognized what Cisco was trying to do. Yes. And he's like, all right, well, we'll do that. But he didn't want to fully commit because he actually wanted to make it a trap. So he yeah. did, He ordered only some of the ships to break off. So it still opened the hole. But because he didn't move other ships, that's how Cisco was like, hmm... He, they only moved a few of their ships, so clearly they're not doing what we wanted them to do and losing discipline. They're clearly, this is a tactic that they're employing to trick us. But so I'm the use hole's there. We, you know, we're only going to get one shot at this, so we just plow th- plow through, which they do. But the problem is they're the only ship that made it through that hole. Yeah, the plan like, was that a bunch of other ships would
1: also make it through. Yeah.
0: So and I then mean, let's
2: fly into the wormhole like yeah. a bunch of nuts
1: and they may not have gotten away if the klingons hadn't shown up. Yeah. yeah.
2: And wasn't it also not the whole klingon fleet? Didn't didn't Gowron not send them all? That
0: I'm not clear on. I got a great idea for the klingon fleet.
2: What's that? Oh? Instead of
0: joining this battle, why don't you all fly in cloaked to deep space fucking 9 mm. and then decloak up fucking Ducat's nose. That's yeah.
2: What? Speaking you of entering orvices, we go into the wormhole and I wanted to mention cuz you know that whole fleet disappears. Yep. And apparently in a couple different media, it explains in air quotes oh, no. where they went. There's two different ones. Uh, apparently there's a quest in Star Trek Online, which I should play one of these days, but it looks like the kind of game that you just lose you just lose your life in if you start. Yeah, you know,
1: it's a memorpaga.
2: Yeah, yeah, like you will never escape if you if you start playing Star Trek Online. But apparently they're in there in a campaign where they return to the Alpha Quadrant 34 years later and capture DS9. So that's something you have to deal with in the game. So that sounds kind of fun. But in a novel called Unity, there's a whole big plot thing going on with the aliens and these parasite monsters and this alien queen thing. And the the way they, they deal with it. I only read the a bit of the synopsis to be like, how the fuck does this relate to Sacrifice of Angels? And the answer is they beat the biggest baddie by like asking the wormhole aliens and Cisco to be like, hey, can you guys take care of this? So they send the baddie to this realm outside normal space time where we see all these Hadar who've just, you know, appeared and, you know, they don't know they, how long they've been there because it feels like no time has passed for them. And all of a sudden someone's coming, so they ready their weapons for battle.
1: Meanwhile in the background the two doctors Lazarus from TOS are still <laughs> punching the shit out of each other. Nice, oh. nice.
3: <laughs> good tie-in. Thank you. Alright, oh, since we want to wrap up, let me see what on
1: Yes. Sorry, listeners, our tech is being weird. We've well had no, but
3: Ames has some more she said.
1: Multiple false it, we've had crashes, so we're gonna try to sort of wrap this
2: up. Oh, here's a good note. Here's a good note to make sure I get it in. A story document was floating around in the middle of writing this episode that had a typo, and the typo was, it was called The Sacrifice of Angles. <laughs> which they nice. said, oh, that could have been better. What?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Bad writers, down. <laughs> I know you've gone a bit crazy.
2: Lions and geigers and bears. Oh, B- no.
1: <laughs> Oh, my. But yeah, overall, even with the Deus Ex and all that, I felt like this was a it felt like a satisfying culmination of everything you've been leading up to since the start of the season. Yeah, uh, six episodes. I think, you know, that the tone at the end was appropriately like It didn't let you get too big into the celebration aspect.
2: Because they like, all si- Yeah,
1: and like they switched to that pretty quickly. Fucking! I, I can't believe Miles and Julian want to go play the Battle of Britain after this, though. Like,
2: don't need. Yeah, I didn't need any of their stuff this episode. But also, if they didn't, they'd have no lines. Yeah, well, I mean, they th- just
1: didn't have much for for, especially
0: Julian. Like, at least Miles had like the mentoring nog. Yeah,
2: and
1: now. But, but, but like, uh, just yeah. just have them be like, you know, I don't know, like, hey, let's go do a kayaking program, like something that's not more fighting.
2: War, war. yikes. Because
1: that makes no like, I feel like both of them right now would like a break. Mm. Or like, ask you know, or like, quick, ask Quark where he put the dartboard, you know? Like, that oh, would have been yet. fine.
2: Quick, a nap that, and a wank.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, but the fact that they're immediately like, like, that was I get they were trying to be like, oh boy everyone's back. But like it feels like neither of them would want to d- jump into that mm. of all things. Okay, darts, sure. Kayaking, sure. Bond program, maybe even.
2: Maybe, maybe. But, yeah, but we do actually end with uh with Garrick being having having a sad over Z yeah. corpse, which was which was sad even if I don't think their character relationship was all that great.
1: No. Well it's just you because I think the way they put it too is like, you know, Kira goes, She did love you, and he's like, eh, and we'll never know why.
3: Yeah. yeah. Because the writers None of her us too. will ever fucking know why. Well like Garrick didn't get it and, and, and it's
1: interesting too, because I think more than anything that's gonna probably bug him because he's a guy who finds things out hmm. and it didn't make sense to anyone really and yeah it is weirdly tragic it was a sad arc uh that again i f- just did not
2: remember <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they needed someone to die because if there were no yeah. casualties of a main character or at least a character that we've seen a bunch of times after all this battling it wouldn't be realistic at all Oh yeah,
1: no, and I definitely felt it. I was like, what? no, she was gonna be an artist and shit."
3: Oh, it was definitely sad, but again, like I feel like they beefed her up so much just in these six episodes, so they could kill yeah. her for yeah. us. Yeah, it
0: would have you been, know? it would have been different, like if they had killed Rom, for example. I've been oh, fine
3: with that. I know they were also <laughs> that when
2: they were bouncing around names, they were like, "Who do we kill off? Nog, Garrick? Hmm, what's that going to mean if we do any of these things?" And I guess they decided on Zial.
0: Yeah, because Nog and Garrick, they have I mean, they have some real great stories for those characters.
3: Ugh. I couldn't deal the if they killed Nog either, because then, aside from Nog being gone, whom I whom I love, then we'd have to listen to Rom be sad about it every episode mm. for the rest of eternity. And more yeah. Rom I'm just not I into mean, it.
0: I mean, that's the thing though, like I, I actually think they could have gotten rid they could have killed off Rom with very little impact on the story hmm. uh, of, of the show,
1: and I think it still would have been like because you'd have been like they're never gonna kill Nog. It's like he's kind of he's a fun comic reliefy. Like we just
2: you just know.
1: made ensign. I, I'm sorry, I meant Rom. Yeah. Oh, you know he's fun comic reliefy, but he's also had this arc and this and that. But you could also feel like yeah, sure, it's concluded.
2: Yeah, and I but think we- feel like we f- we see it felt. Between Leda and Quark in very interesting ways. Yeah, Leda Quark, my, and O'Brien.
0: You know, O'Brien liked him. Yeah, like he had a lot of friends on the station. Mourn that would yeah. have mourned him. Well, that's because dearly. the
3: journey. The journey was truly the friends we made along the way.
0: Uh, and Hira you were finishing to Ziyal. see how that you would've... have you know Garrick and Hera having a sad but. Eh.
3: <laughs> and Gul'du caught flipping the fuck yeah. out. Which, yeah, admittedly,
1: that could be important down the line. Yeah,
0: Gull, Gull, Dukat
3: think, is my favorite. I just, I mean, like, turned to Chris and was like, holy shit, is this how it ends for Gull Jesus.
0: Oh, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what
3: Chris said, too, but I don't know anything else Can't except wait. no. Can't so, fucking Don't wait. tell, don't tell. Yeah. But uh, I did like that uh, at the end, we got to have Nog be like, I'm your fucking boss, dad. <laughs> Bazinga.
1: Yeah, that would be, if they had killed Rom, you know, we see how that would have then driven Nog's character. Yeah. You know, like... It's interesting, because, like, he just sort of joined Starfleet to better himself. And he's now unfortunately found himself joining Starfleet in the midst of a war. Uh, and so that's, you know, that'll affect you figure you, you the character, the sort of... How he will develop through his life as an officer and things like that. I but like. Also, I think it was like,
2: O'Brien's line when he when we when he shares that you know he's been promoted to Ensign. Mm. He says, "Oh, they must be desperate." And he's like, "Oh yeah, totally." <laughs> yeah, that's
0: the thing. It's like, like massive desperation. You know, kind of goes back to like towards the end of World War II when the Germans were just conscripting you know elderly people and and you know preteen boys. Yeah, and just you know just basically anybody that could carry. A weapon was getting
1: pulled in it is interesting and, though it's clearly some kind of special field commission because his pip is um not brass
0: oh it's the black the black
1: pip. like yeah like the junior grade and ens- the junior grade lieutenant pip
0: yeah i think that's like there's got to be like a, a like a lieutenant ensign you know like yeah not quite full ensign yet
1: yeah like it's like because it's like a field commission clearly
0: yeah but uh, you know, I wonder though. Like, is is he just done now with Starfleet Academy? Because... I mean, this is a hell of a final exam. Ah. I guess, but at the same time, I feel as though it's cool there's bi-aki-mole. more to to Starfleet Academy than learning how to be in a battle.
1: No, I mean that. That's like I was saying. That's normally true, but now he's just like how the chief enlisted in war. He's going through the academy during wartime, so yeah, it is gonna. He's and entree into Starfleet is very different than a lot of people's.
0: Yeah, but is he going to ultimately be as well-rounded of an officer as I mean, other Starfleet are. officers? Just because <laughs> there he it didn't, is. Thanks, Ames. You know, he didn't actually end up having much of a academy education. Like he was only what at the academy for two years, one year before he got his detached assignment to deep space nine yeah no that was
2: like six months
0: which was like a you know a work study job basically
1: yeah you yeah, know it's in, like it's an interesting thought experiment to imagine how he would end up because of his very different experience like that, that thing there'll be that whole sort of generation you know it's the the classes of these sets of years who all graduated into wartime instead of peacetime yeah you know and there there, there would definitely be that sort of weird division in you know 20 years you know people in starfleet it's like oh yeah i was i was uh, already in the fleet when the war started i graduated into the war i graduated after like
0: well we see in this is interesting right because we have picard now and we can actually see how fucked up the federation is yeah in 20 years time ish and i wonder how much of that has to do with The types of, you know, like the Dominion War, obviously, is a huge thing. The Borg stuff is huge.
1: Yep. And then what happens that sort of kicks off the events of Picard? Yeah. Like, they just had these rapid fire major issues. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, really, ultimately, it all boils down to Rick Berman here. Yeah. no No matter how you slice it, Rick Berman just totally fucked up the Federation for
1: generations yeah whoopsie and on that note
3: (laughs) all right well thank you for joining us for another episode of a star to steer her by if you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more you can find us on soundcloud stitcher google and apple podcasts spotify right uh you can also find us and interact with random things that we post on Facebook by searching for a star to steer her by. You can find us on Tumblr and Twitter at SSHB Podcast. You can find our website at SSHB podcast dot com where you can find many types of things that we've written over the years and years. What's what is our how many years? Four? Or
2: yeah, five? Four,
3: four and a half. So five this year. Damn. Um Including like fanfics and articles we've written about aesthetical aesthetical things, aesthetic things that we like. We will also be back next week, but we're doing a little something different. Uh, <gasps> we're going to be discussing a film in another ten forward. We're going to be doing Starship Troopers next week. More war, and this is more Verhoeven, right? This is. It is. Look- yeah. So I'm excited. I've never That's seen this one.
1: classic. This is one I've... So I, I had seen both RoboCop and Total Recall, but not in a long time. Starship Troopers, I have straight up not seen.
2: Oh, interesting. Uh, you
1: guys are in for a treat. So, yeah. This is, for, this I've is heard a lot idea. about Duty it. Hauser. So unfortunately, oh, I I, really? I do know certain things, but I've not seen it. Great I don't think there's anything scene.
2: to spoil in it, because... I could just tell you the the, the whole story, and it's still going to be
3: fascinating to watch. So yeah, well, don't tell me, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> just I think you have to be fun. like the
0: thing is with that movie, and we'll talk way more about this next week. I'm but so it, excited. It's you know, I think a lot of people went to it expecting it to be a serious movie and didn't have like Verhoeven context in mind.
3: So they weren't ready for all the people to get shot in the dick.
0: Well, just not just getting <laughs> shot in the dick, but like. Just the whole fat, the whole satirical aspect, just like with RoboCop. I think it's a lot of people lost.
1: It's lost on a lot of people that just don't know.
0: I'm not. Well, the
3: other thing be, is. Uh, go ahead.
1: It's based on a novel by Heinlein, who I yeah. think was very much. Ooh, rah, not. Oh, satire. Yeah, well, that's a thing. the
0: thing that the original, the, the, the source, material source material is very much serious, jingoistic, rah, yeah. rah, bullshit. Rah bullshit. Uh, yeah. And I think people saw the movie and are like, wow, this is horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did not get that. In fact, they were completely upending the source material, which is wonderful because fuck that bullshit. Yeah.
3: I don't mean to generalize, but I feel like Americans don't really get satire.
1: We're we're pretty bad in at it.
3: general. Like, I I don't, and I'm not like judge like making a judgment. I just feel like I don't I don't feel like we get I it. Mean, as a people, just go I read why. the
0: Babylon b website. People think that's satire. Bad yeah. one B god. it's it's like it's like the right wing answer to the onion and it's it's bad oh no yeah. it's not oh, funny boy.
2: oh god well again like, because it could, like
0: I could see because you know I could see an actual satirical right wing pair you know not not like making fun of the right wing but making satire from a right wing perspective could be good potentially but they're just bad at it
1: no they're terribly like conservative political humor generally isn't funny because it tends to boil down to like liberals bad yeah, and punching down, you know? And it's just like... Yeah,
0: I mean, well, that's actually what it is. It's like, yeah, we're just going to do culture war shit. and Yeah, and it's just like... Mm.
1: Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. um, This is uncomfortable. Like, no, I mean, there's
0: lots of like... You can make fun of liberals for a lot of things. Oh, yeah, they like, are the worst. And like, do that. The Democrats suck! Like, like like the straight-up, like, racism, like, like, racist dog whistles and transphobia only go so far, guys. Come
1: on. Yeah, like, there are totally legit ways to mock the left, but they keep falling back into the, like... Like you said, the culture war shit. Yeah.
3: Well, and like I said, you know, they finally have the majority in the Senate. What's their new excuse gonna be for not getting anything done? Yeah. There you go. There's the Dems, so. Well... So, yes, join us next week for <laughs> Super Troopers, <laughs> Starship damn, Super Troopers. Never done. It's like with me and Paw Patrol.
2: I've actually never seen Super
1: Troopers either.
0: I
3: haven't either, but it's supposed to be really funny, and it's where that right meow thing comes from. I can it imagine
1: is.
0: Super Starship Troopers being the SNES adapt ad- ad- uh, game. Yeah, ad- same. Yeah, there we
3: go. <laughs> same. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Uh, as always, I have been Caitlin.
0: I have been Jake. This has been Chris.
3: And this is always Ames. We'll see you next week. I don't have any rules of acquisition. Bad eyes. Good hearing. Whatever the fuck you said. Ferengi teeth. (laughs) Great teeth. Bad bad teeth. Bad. uh... Good tea. Nice house. There it is. Yeah.